0: Section 19 of The Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Phenomenology of Mind, Volume 1 by George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel. Translated by James Black Bailey. Chapter 5b The Realization of Rational Self-Consciousness Through Its Own Activity. Translators note. In this section, we have the second form in which rational experience is realized. In observation, mind is directly aware of itself as in conscious unity with its object. It makes no efforts of its own to realize this unity. It finds the unity by looking on, so to say, but it may have the same experience by creating through its own effort an object constituted and determined solely by itself here it does not find the unity of itself and its object it makes the object at one with itself by moulding the character and content of the object after its own nature as contrasted with observation which may be called the operation of theoretical reason this new way of having a rational experience may be called the operation of practical reason in the first we have reason in the form of rational knowledge and science In the second, reason is the sense of rational action and practice. It is this second way of establishing the experience of reason which is analyzed in the following sections. The immediately succeeding section describes the experience in its general features. We have here the sphere of conscious purpose and the foundation of moral and social life. End of translator's note. The realization of rational self-consciousness through its own activity self-consciousness found the thing in the form of itself and itself in the form of a thing that is to say self-consciousness is explicitly aware of being in itself the objective reality it is no longer the immediate certainty of being all reality it is rather that certainty for which the immediate in general assumes the form of something sublated so that the objectivity of the immediate is regarded now as merely something superficial whose inner core and essence is self-consciousness. The object, therefore, to which self-consciousness is positively related, is the self-consciousness. The object has the form and character of a thing, that is, is independent, but self-consciousness has the conviction that this independent object is not alien to itself. It knows straightway that itself is inherently and essentially recognized by the object. Self-consciousness is mind, which has the assurance of having in the duplication of its self-consciousness and in the independence of both its own unity with its own self this certainty has to be brought at now in all its truth what self-consciousness holds as a fact that is that implicitly in itself and in its inner certainty it is has to enter into full consciousness and become explicit for it what the general stages of this actualization will be, can be indicated in a general way, by reference to the road thus far traversed. Just as reason, when exercised in observation, repeated in the medium of categories the movement of consciousness as such, namely sense-certainty, perception, and understanding, the course of reason here, too, will again traverse the double movement of self-consciousness, and from independence pass over into its freedom. To begin with this active reason is aware of itself merely as an individual, and must, being such, demand and bring forth its reality in an other. Thereupon, however, its consciousness being lifted into universality, it becomes universal reason, and is consciously aware of itself as reason, as something already recognized in and for itself, which within its mere consciousness unites all self-consciousness. It is again the simple ultimate spiritual reality which by coming at the same time to consciousness is the real substance into which the preceding forms return and in which they find their ground so that they are with reference to the latter merely particular moments of its process of coming into being moments which indeed break loose and appear as forms on their own account but have in fact only existence and actuality when born and supported by it and only retain their truth in so far as they are and remain in it if we take this final result of the process as it is when really accomplished this end which is the notion that has just come before us that is recognized self-consciousness which has a certainty of itself in the other free self-consciousness and finds its truth precisely there in other words if we bring this merely inward and unevolved mind to light as a substance that has developed into its concrete existence we shall find that in this notion there is opened up before us the realm of the social order the ethical world for this latter is nothing else than the absolute spiritual unity of the essential substance of individuals in their independent realisation of themselves as individuals it is an inherently universal self-consciousness which is aware of being so concrete and real in another consciousness that this latter has complete independence is looked on as a thing and the universal self-consciousness is aware precisely therein of its unity with that thing and is only then self-consciousness when thus in unity with the subjective being wesen this ethical substance when taken in its abstract universality is only the conception of law thought constituted law, but even so it is immediately actual self-consciousness, it is custom, Cite. The single individual, conversely, is only at this a given existent unit, since he is aware of the universal consciousness as his own being in his own particular individuality, seeing that his action and existence are the universal custom. In point of fact, the notion of the realization of self-conscious reason of having a sense of complete unity with another in its independence of having for my object another in the form of a thing found detached and apart from me and the negative of myself and of taking this as my self-existence finds its actual fulfilment in the life of a nation reason appears here as the fluent universal substance as unchangeable simple thingness which, at the same time, breaks up into many entirely independent beings, just as light bursts asunder into stars as innumerable luminous points, each giving light on its own account, and whose absolute self-existence für sich sein is dissolved not merely implicitly an sich but explicitly for themselves, für sich, within the simple independent substance. They are conscious within themselves of being these individual independent beings through the fact that they surrender and sacrifice their particular individuality, and that this universal substance is their soul and essence, as this universal, again, is the action of themselves as individuals, and is the work and product of their own activity. The purely particular activity and business of the individual refer to needs and wants, which he has as a part of nature that is, as a mere existent particular, that even these, its commonest functions, do not come to nothing, but have reality, is wrought about by the universal sustaining medium, the might of the entire nation. It is not merely, however, this form of subsistence for his activity in general, that the individual gets in the universal substance, but likewise also his content. What he does is what we are all capable of doing, is the custom all follow, this content in so far as it is completely particularised is in its concrete reality not confined to the single individual but involves and embraces the activity of all the labour of the individual for his own wants and necessities is just as much a satisfaction of those of others as of himself and the satisfaction of his own he attains only by the labour of others as the individual in his own particular work ipso facto accomplishes unconsciously a universal work so again he also performs the universal task as his conscious object the whole becomes in its entirety his work for which he sacrifices himself and precisely by that means receives back his own self from it there is nothing here which could not be reciprocal nothing in regard to which the independence of the individual might not in dissipating its existence on its own account In negating itself give itself its positive significance of existing for itself this unity of existing for another or making self a thing and of existence for self this universal substance utters its universal language in the customs and laws of a nation but this existent unchangeable nature is nothing else than the expression of the particular individuality which seems opposed to it The laws give expression to that which each individual is and does. The individual knows them not merely to be what constitutes his universal objective nature as a thing, but knows himself, too, in that form, or knows it to be particularized in his own individuality and in each of his fellow citizens. In the universal mind, therefore, each is certain of himself only because he finds in the actual reality nothing but himself. He is as certain of the others as of himself. I apprehend and see in all of them that they are in their own eyes, für sich themselves, only these independent beings, just as I am. I see in their case the free unity with others in such wise that just as this unity exists through me, so it exists through the others too. I see them as myself, myself as them. In a free nation, therefore, reason is in truth realized it is a present living mind where the individual not only finds his determinate nature that is his universal and particular being expressed and given to him in the form of a thing but himself is this real being and has also attained his constitutive character and position the wisest men of antiquity for that reason declared that wisdom and virtue consist in living in accordance with the customs of one's own nation from this happy state, however, of having attained its determinate nature, and of living in it, the self-consciousness which in the first instance is only immediately and in principle mind, has broken away, or perhaps it has not yet attained it, for both can be said with equal truth. Reason must pass out of, and leave this happy condition, for only implicitly or immediately is the life of a free nation real objective ethical order, Sittlichkeit in other words the latter is a merely existent social order and in consequence this universal mind is also something particular the totality of customs and laws is a specifically determinate ethical substance which casts off this restricted limitation only when it reaches the higher moment namely when it becomes conscious regarding its own nature only with this knowledge does it get its absolute truth and not as it is immediately in its bare existence In this latter form it is partly restricted and circumscribed partly the absolute limitation consists just in this that mind is there in the form of existence hence further the individual as he immediately finds his existence in the actual objective social order in the life of his nation has a solid imperturbable confidence the universal mind has not here resolved itself into its abstract moments and thus too he does not think of himself as existing in singleness and independence when however he has once arrived at this knowledge as indeed he must this immediate unity with mind this undifferentiated existence in the substance of mind his sense of naive confidence is lost isolated by himself he is himself now the central essential reality no longer universal mind the element of this singleness of self-consciousness is no doubt in universal mind itself, but merely as a vanishing quantity which, as it appears with an existence of its own, is straightway resolved within the universal and only becomes consciously felt in the form of that sense of confidence when the individual gets fixity in the form of singleness, and every moment being a moment of the essential reality, must manage to reveal itself as essential. The individual has thereby set himself in opposition to the laws and customs. These latter are looked on as merely a thought without absolutely essential significance, an abstract theory without reality, while he qua this particular ego is in his own view the living truth. Or again, we can say, as above stated, that self-consciousness has not yet attained this happy state of being ethical substance, the mind of a nation for after leaving the process of rational observation mind at first is not yet as such actually realized through itself it is merely affirmed as inner nature and essence or as abstraction in other words mind is first immediate as immediate existing however it is particular it is practical consciousness which steps into the world it finds lying ready-made with the intention of duplicating itself in the determinate form of an individual of producing itself as this particular individual and creating this its own existential counterpart and thus becoming conscious of this unity of its own actual reality with the objective world self-consciousness possesses the certainty of this unity it holds that the unity is implicitly already present or that this union and agreement between itself and thinghood objective existence is already a fait or complete and has only to become expressly so through its own agency or that its making that unity is at the same time and as much its finding the unity since this unity means happiness the individual is thus sent forth into the world by his own spirit to seek his happiness if then we for our part find the truth of this rational self-consciousness to be ethical substance that self-consciousness on its part finds here the beginning of its moral experience of the world looking at it as not having yet had such experience this process drives it in that direction and what is cancelled in the process are the particular moments which self-consciousness takes as valid in isolation they have the form of an immediate will process or impulse of nature which attains its satisfaction, the satisfaction itself being the content of a new impulse. Looking at self-consciousness, however, as having lost the happiness of being up in the substance, these natural impulses are bound up with a consciousness that their purpose is the true vocation and essential nature of self-consciousness. Ethical substance has sunk to the level of a floating selfless adjective, whose living subjects are individuals. Which have to fill up their universality through themselves and to provide for their vocation out of the same source taken in the former sense then those forms and modes are the process by which the ethical substance comes to be and precede this substance in the latter they succeeded and disclose for self-consciousness what its vocation is In the former aspect, the immediacy or raw brute impulses get lost in the process of finding out what their truth is, and their content passes over to a higher. In the latter aspect, however, the false idea of consciousness, which puts its vocation in that immediacy, passes to a higher idea. In the former case, the goal which they attain is the immediate ethical substance, while in the latter, the end is the consciousness of that substance, such a consciousness as knows the substance to be its own essential being and to that extent this process would be the development of morality moralität, a higher state of attitude than the former but these modes at the same time constitute only one side of the development of morality that namely which belongs to self-existence or in which consciousness cancels its purposes they do not constitute the side where morality arises out of the substance itself, since these moments cannot yet have the signification of being made into purposes in opposition to the lost social order. Zittigkeit, they hold dear, no doubt, in their simple, uncriticized content, and the end towards which they work is the ethical substance. But since with our time is more directly associated that form of these moments in which they appear after consciousness has lost its ethical custom constituted life, and in the search for it repeats those forms, they may be represented more after this latter manner of expression. Self consciousness, which is merely at first the notion of mind, takes this path with the specific characteristic of being to itself the essential reality qua individual mind, and its purpose therefore is to give itself actualization as individual, and to enjoy itself qua individual in so doing in existing for itself it is aware of itself as the essentially real in this character it is the negativity of the other there arises therefore within its consciousness an opposition between itself qua positive and something which no doubt exists but for it not in the sense of existing substantially Consciousness appears sundered into this objective reality found lying at its hand, and the purpose which it carries out by the process of cancelling that objectivity, and which it makes the actual fact instead of the given object. Its primary purpose, however, is its immediate abstract existence for itself, its seeing itself as this particular individual in another, or in looking upon another self-consciousness as itself. The experience of what the truth of this purpose is places self-consciousness on a higher plane and henceforth it is to itself purpose in so far as it is at once universal and has the law immediately within it in carrying out this law of its heart however it learns that here the individual cannot preserve himself but rather the good can only be performed through the sacrifice of the individual and so it passes into virtue the experience which virtue goes through can be no other than that of finding that its purpose is already implicitly ansir, carried out that happiness lies immediately in action itself and action is just the good the principle and notion of this entire sphere of existence that is that thinghood is the independent self-existence of mind becomes in the course of this experience an objective fact for self-consciousness when self-consciousness has found this principle it is aware of itself as reality in the sense of directly self-expressing individuality which no longer finds any resistance in a reality opposed to it and whose object and purpose are merely this function of self-expression End of section 19.